0: This Torah class is brought to you by torahanytime.com. Well, I'm Shalom Aleichem, welcome to the year. Pash has told us that we're going to go back, we're going to go back. Good. Well, I want to tell you a story, guys, about my grandmother. Want to hear a story about my grandmother? Crazy story. So, and then I'll tell you what happened in seminary about this whole story. you got to hear the story, you've got to listen to the story. So, my grandparents lived in Germany... And it was my grandmother's yard site just now Hinda Basrav Zacharya. And they looked they wanted to come to America. Kristallnacht, they burnt they burnt the shul down in Germany in the, in their town. And they wanted to come to America. The Americans didn't take them in, so they sent them to the Philippines. The Philippines um, the Philippines belonged to America like Puerto Rico. So they figured they're not taking them in America, but they'll take them in the Philippines. Um, so they were the, they were two, there were two Jewish families in the Philippines that went to the Philippines on that boat. And um, one was, was Herschout, Dr. Herschout, a big cancer, breast cancer doctor. Shouldn't, you shouldn't get to know him. I mean, as far as you can get to know him personally, but not in his job. And, uh, and the Holsters, which is my grandparents. And when they got there, The Americans were there. The American army was there in the Philippines. But then the Japs bombed Pearl Harbor and went into the war against us. And then they attacked the Philippines, knocked out all the American soldiers, tortured them, killed them. Terrible. My mother, as a seven-year-old girl, saw terrible heads of... They're terrible people. They did terrible things to the Americans. And then... um, So the Japs were now... In the Philippines, in Manila, was the was the was the capital, and my grandmother, who was from modern but from um, not modern from from um, not she came from Germany Ashkenaz, and she had to go to the mikveh. There was no mikveh in Manila in the Philippines. So Where a woman go to the mikveh? the ocean, when do you have to go to the mikveh at night. So she went with her friend Mrs. Hershaft. Because has to be one woman has to see the other woman that her hair is totally under the water, and she came out of the ocean, and just as she came out of the ocean, got dressed. A Japanese patrol caught them. Now the Japanese are thinking: women at night past curfew, what are they doing by the water, by the ocean? Must be there were spies, American spies, and they were signaling with their flashlights. They had a flashlight with them because that's how they got to the ocean, and they used to use Morse code. That's how they used to flash to the boats. A B C D by how many flashes? So they see two white women because they're they're not, they're not Japanese, they're not yellow. Two white women and um, and they're coming out of the o- and by the ocean. So the, for sure they're spies. Off with their heads. Um, so they took their, my grandmother and this other lady to the to the cap to the general captain whatever it is and they're gonna they're gonna kill them. They're spies. Meanwhile, he spoke Japanese. They spoke German. They didn't understand each other. Whatever it is. And Mrs. Hershaft was trying to explain to them mikvah, which is stupid. You can't explain to a Japanese mikvah. So they started. They had batons. Batons like a, a a stick with lead in the middle. And they started beating my grandmother and Mrs. Hershaft. And every time they said she tried to say something, they beat her. They mamish beat her to a pulp. And then he had Rahmanas on them from Hashem, and he didn't kill them. He said, okay, they were bloody, broken, killed them, opened, killed them. And he said, okay, go home. So my grandmother went home. And they made it through the war. So one day, she was in my house for Shabbos, and I went upstairs to the attic where she was resting, and I said, Oma, Oma is a grandmother in German, I said, Oma, I have to ask you a question. At that point I was teaching um, kids that were bali tshuva in Yeshiva Crown Heights, in basin. I said, Oma, I have to ask you a question. When this guy, you went to the mikvah, you went to do a mitzvah, right? So shluchay mitzvah enu nezakeh. So on the way to the water, you're not going to get hurt. Because that's on your way to do the mitzvah. After the mitzvah, you could get hurt. You just did an unbelievable moisten nefesh in the middle of the night to do Hashem's will. And instead of Hashem protecting you, and you get caught by a patrol, and now this guy is beating you. I need to know, Omar, what was going on in your mind when you're getting beat? So I asked my seminary girls last week, what would you be thinking? You went to do a mitzvah. I, I, I got this kid to go to shul. It took me two years to get this boy that I knew to go back to shul. He wasn't. He didn't go. He didn't go to Minyan. He would not go to Minyan. I talked to him. I talked to him. I talked to him. Finally, he needed something. Whatever that If you go to Hashem, you go to shul. You're going to get what you need. Come with me to shul. He says, No, I'll meet you by Landau's for Mincha like two o'clock. Minyan. I don't know exactly what it was. Friday, something like two o'clock. And, or one o'clock, maybe it was one o'clock, and we're down in Mincha, and we come out, and he has a ticket. Inspection. And he's like, I never get a ticket. I wish I wouldn't have gone to Shul. That's what he said. I said, you have to take that back right now. That's what do you mean? I said, the, the the Rambam Hitler's Chuva says that just like you could do Chuva from uh, a you can do tshuva from a mitzvah. So if you do a mitzvah and you do tshuva on it, you're like, I wish I didn't do it, right? Then you didn't do it. You don't get credit for it, which is stupid. You did the mitzvah. I said, you finally came out of mincha after two years, and now you're wishing that he you didn't... You're wishing you didn't daven mincha. Then you didn't daven mincha! Say, you didn't mean it. Now, we say this in, in my river, every single night, right? Well, hashev, uh, um the, the sata, me'ach- me'l-faneinu, or me'achrenu, what does achrenu mean? mufanenu means, when he wants me to do the Havera, get him out of my way. But once you did, the, once, what is mufanenu once I didn't do that Havera, and I did the mitzvah, what's me'achrenu? Me'achrenu is to do t'shuvah on the mitzvah. You give a guy money to help him, and then he spits in your face, he hurts you. And I wish I never gave this guy tzedakah. I wish I never helped him. Yes, you he lost everything. You lost everything. So, so some of the girls were saying, like, if that happened to me, I'm done with God. I'm done with God. I go to do a mitzvah and you punish me for it. I'm done. I would have nothing, nothing to do with them anymore. So I said, Oma, what did, what were you thinking? You're a modern woman. You're getting beat by a Japanese guy for going to the mitzvah. Like, what are you thinking about Hashem? And you're on your and you ran away from the Holocaust. So it's already the whole whole situation is really negative. You know what she told me? She said, Zecharia, every time he hit me. I whispered under my breath, that's another year of life. She said, I wish you would have hit me more. She lived till she was ninety-three. He would have hit her another ten times, 20, 17 times, she'd lived 120. Here she's getting beat up for doing a mitzvah, and that's what she's thinking. I wish you hit me more so that I'll I'll get more schar, and this is a regular is not a, this is not so shnira. This is not a Bishyakov principle. So, a Jewish woman from from Germany. Her grandmother. little woman, five feet tall. I wish she would have hit me more. What a lesson. So, and that's not from 600 years ago. That's from 1943, 4, whatever. It's not a million years ago as a regular person. So I want to tell you a story. I brought down the Eits Place of Tyra of... Such a person, another story. He says, from Shah Mechamadim, Hevi Meissin Nerim Nishkov, that a story that happened in the death camp, Auschwitz. On Rosh Hashanah, in the hell of this world, in Auschwitz. Nigbitsu Erev Rosh Hashanah. Nigmatu v'nilkehu elef v'abba me'olz bechurim ti'irim. They took one thousand and four hundred young boys, shahayin emuchim v'kumasam, who were short. They decided they're killing all the short boys in Auschwitz. V'nizgiru b'shatach mavoidet sugam and they put them in a in a um, what do they call those? What? Close place. A close place. What they? They had a name for them. Uh, where do they sleep? In the. I know it slept in the camp. What's the building called? Well, in a bunker. Okay, wh- what? Barracks. Barracks. They put them in a locked barracks. Until the first day of Rosh Hashanah, that's when they're going to kill them. So they took all these these Jewish kids who were short, crazy, fourteen hundred of them, and they locked them up. They said that that evening, that, that means the night of the second Rosh Hashanah, they're, they're taking them all into the gas chamber. So they're killing these 1,400 kids. Okay. There was a, a there. He wasn't going to the gas chamber. The 1,400 kids were going to the gas chamber. My Oberland. There was a regular Jew, a regular Jewish guy, shh, a regular Jewish guy from Oberland. And he came to ask the rabbi a question. Listen to this question. Rabbi, my, my rabbi. Haben I have one child, a son. He is one of the boys that is being taken to the gas chamber. So this guy went to the rabbi and said, my son is in that, in that room. And I have a connection with the Gestapo guard. I could save him. I could save my son. I know that if I save my son, they're going to take another boy instead of him. So I'm going to save my son, but then they're to, there's 1,400 kids chosen. If I save my son, they're going to go get another one. I need to know the halacha. Am I allowed to save my son? Because I know they're going to take someone else. Whatever you tell me to do, I'll do. What a question. What a crazy question. Huh? It's a crazy question. I can save my son, but some other kid's going to die. When the rabbi heard this, he shook lips like He it's a it's a, it's a DNA of life and death. my He said, I can't I'm not I'm not answering this question. I can't answer this question. But the father of this child that he could save didn't leave him alone. He said, I need to know the halacha. Because he really wanted to save his child. While he had time before they put him in a gas chamber, he said, "Leave me alone." The Rabbi said, "I can't answer this. Because I, we would have to look it up in a sefer. I, I, don't, I don't know the halacha." So the father told the rebbe. If you can't give me reshus to to redeem my son, after and I will not redeem him. He said he was crying with such crying that it rips your heart, and it gives you examined to pieces. and he didn't he didn't redeem his son. He could have saved his son and he didn't do it because some other boy would die. And a whole day the father was walking around after his son was, was gassed with happiness. That he was able to bring his son as a carbon to God. That he he saved another kid. Even though he could have saved him. Because the Torah doesn't allow him. You can't, you can't save your son and have someone else die. Yitzhak Avinu, was also brought on Rosh Hashanah. This little boy was born on Rosh Hashanah, is one of You should understand what a tzadik was. Ancient Suffolk Etsloi. I'm sure it shook Shemaya my gathered all the Malachim, and they praised him. So you see the father was also killed in Auschwitz. We don't know their names both their souls should be in the reason he's bringing this down is to tell you that that we think okay the of all these things I'll never do it I can't do it I'm not on the level to do it you see that it was done in Auschwitz. you see it was done in Auschwitz and you see my grandmother did it. And grandmother was getting beat and she's thinking, She's thinking, she's thinking. Give me another year. She was 93 when she died. Maybe 90, 93. Let's take a look at something very fascinating that the boys wanted me to talk about. Let's talk about Moshe Rabbeinu. This is a very big kiddush for everyone who's listening. In nikmuru Moshe Rabbeinu Machpelah, Where it was... A, I, I never knew this before, right? That that Moshe Abenu and Zippora, his wife, were buried in Marzah Machpelah. I go to Marzah Machpelah all the time. Doesn't say Moshe Abenu and Zippora, but Yalkut Ruveni, he vidava pella b'shem sefer atzmunah. In the Yalkut Ruveni, it's brought in the sefer Shigam Shegam Moshe and Zippora, nigmaru b'Marzah Machpelah. That they're buried in Marzah Machpelah. Shama lochem nitlu Moshe and makan Kurosai, the angels took him from where he was buried. They brought him to Mazar Makpela and they buried him by the fathers, by the always. Now, you're going to ask me a question. Moshe himself is going to ask me a question. In the Barb, it says, No one knew where he was buried. So how did they take him from where he was to Mazar Makpela? It says, Ish didn't know. The Malachim that where he was buried. How do we know this? He says in the Yalkut Ruvini, in the words Ma'ara Sada Hamachpela, Ma'ara says Mem Sada Ishin Hamachpela says is, Hey, we're Shatei with Moshe. Shmoshe Rabbeinu Nigbar B'Marzah Hamachpela Eitzol Alvos. Because it says Ma'ara Sade Hamachpela is the same gematria as Zuhi Supera. Now. There's a lot of questions. It says, There are people. Since they don't know where he's buried, they go to the Maras HaMachpelu because that's where he's buried. But here's a big question. The Chidah asks, The Maras HaMachpelu is called Kiyas Abba. Aba There are four couples. Adam and Chava, Avram and Sarah, Yitzchak and Rivka, Yaakov and Leah. So that's only four. So it can't be Moshe Rabbeinu. And if it's true what you're saying, that Moshe and Zipporah were buried in Moshe Rabbeinu, we see there are five buried there. So he answered the Chidal that four Zugos were buried there when they died. Those are the fools who, when they die, but Moshe they didn't die there; they were brought there. That's how he answers the question. He asks another question. That's another question. Doesn't it say that Moshe Rabbeinu will never go into Eretz Yisrael? Eretz No. So he said he us be Let me go. Let me go dead. Oh my gosh, Moshe! save? Will chai? Will So how can he be in the Marzamach Pelo? Right. He says also it says when the Base of was destroyed, Yumyohanov he went to Moshe Rabbeinu And it doesn't say that he went to He did he said to Hashem, I don't know where he's buried. Hashem said, al Alfazayard, go to the Jordan and say Amram Amram. So if he's buried in Rasmah why did he send him to Two very big kashas on this. Two very big kashas on this. So he answers like this. Machila. Mahilah Yaitsa Mikbura Meshla Maharasamah Pelah. There was a tunnel. Machila's a tunnel that went from under where Moshe Maybe was to the Maharasamah Pela. Shahana Malacham Khafum Machila Gathu Sha Mahla the Malachim dug a hole a, a tunnel from Moshe Beno to Murasama, then this is. He seems so to hold. So he's not there, but he's connected to the Yeah. Now he's there. He wasn't buried there, but they carried him there through a tunnel. And what happened with the korban? Yahu, Hashem sent him to the Jordan. He he was buried there after the korban, not before the korban. All right, let's go to this piece, Parsha. Interesting, very very fascinating. My it says that sim is going to is going to start in the, over there. My Shabbenor is there, and the others are there. All right, let's go to the sixth parasha now. I'm going to talk a little bit. Of, might be a little, what's it called? People have been so happy about it, but, too bad. We're gonna talk about ASO. It's a little controversial. You know, I'm not like that. I never say anything controversial, but, but it's not controversial, because I'm, I'm not giving any opinions tonight. There's no opinions for the second half of this year. I'm just reading what it says. This is what it says. The Acharei, vayigdulu hanarim, and the boys grew up. He Esav isht Yehuda Tsayid, Ish Sade, vayakub isht Tom Yeshu b'Alam. Esav went off to Derech, and Yaakov stayed in the tent and he learned. So, boys, this is for you. This is about teenagers. A Rashi about teenagers. Vayigdulu hanarim. Before you become a teenager, you can't really tell if a kid's bad to the bone or not. Nobody's thinking about what this kid's future is. But when you become a teenager... When he became a teenager, became 13 years old, this guy went to learn, so until a kid's a teenager, they don't know, they know what's going to happen. Start watching how he acts as a teenager, and that's when they start to make their move. One way, one way or the other. Okay, listen carefully to this. It always bothered me, and, and we can't make judgments here because because how, how does Yitzchak... guys? How does Yitzchak have an Esav? Okay, so yishmal did tshuva. tshuva. Esav never did tshuva. Esav never did tshuva. Also, yishmal was a murderer. He was, he was a, a highway robber. Esav did the five cardinal sins in one day when Avram died. I don't think I don't, I, I, I don't think we could say that yishmal was as bad as Esav. He wasn't. He did that he what? The day that Avraham died, because he didn't do it, he, didn't, he waited till Avraham died. No, he, the he died yeah, he get his head cut oh, off. That yeah, he yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Never did tuba but there's a ridiculous thing that, that that I just told somebody about it. Dina was Dina was hidden. He had the best kibbutz of him in the world. So yeah, you know, he was a Russian. He was a Russian Arusha. He served the Russian Arusha. He wanted his father, he died, he prayed, he prayed that his father should die so he could kill Yaakov. But we're still, we're still giving with all this kibbutz of aim, with all this, 100%, God. you can't take it away, but all this kibbutz of aim, he prayed to us, he prayed his father should drop dead so that he could kill Yaakov. So does means mean that he loved his father? You, you pray that your father should die? It doesn't say he loved his father, respected him. So says that Yehav Yitzhak is Asaph. doesn't say that Yehav Asaph is say, Yitzhak. Is so, 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 how does that happen guys? How does that happen that a that a, that a Yitzhak and a Rivka have an Asav? So the, the 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 yeah 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 it bothers us sometimes. We see big people, but over here there's a blame. So there's there's a message, and I don't want anyone. Don't send me an email that that was in those days. Don't send me an email. But that was in those days. Because Tyra is not for those days. Or you can eat pig. Those days, pig had tapeworm. Now they have a chemical. There's no tapeworm. That's 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 reformed Judaism. There's no such thing in our Tyra as in those days. Those days, fire, you couldn't be Machal Shabbos. But these days, electricity, you can flip a switch. No, you can't. No, there's no those days. This is what I'm about to read is forever. The Medrash is forever. It's Forever. Not just, just for now. Says the Medrash. In Mishle, it says, The person who refrains from disciplining, who refrains from his using his stick, okay, we're not talking about hitting kids here, but the person who refrains from discipline, you hate your child. You think you love your child, you hate your child. If you love your child, you'll, 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 you'll give a musar. Benaiah, I'm reading you Medesh in and First Medesh Rabbah. the meaning of the world. Adam ad If somebody would tell you that, someone would come home from shul. You know what happened today? When your kid was in shul today, you know what they did? A guy slapped your kid. You're going to go out there with a bar, you're going to whack him, you're going to beat him, you're going to go crazy. So how could the Torah tell us that you should hit your kid? If somebody else hits your kid, you're gonna kill him. And in Michelin it says, you should hit your kid. What do you mean I should hit my kid? No one's allowed to lie, hit my kid. A lot of the call him my name, name, and I'm August. In the end, if you don't discipline your children, they're gonna go out and they're gonna hate you. You wanna talk about Yishmol? He did all kinds of stuff to his father. All kinds of stuff. He played around, he made trouble. He was ADD, I don't know what he was. He also, it says, Rashi says, he used to shoot arrows at Yitzchak, but miss him. On purpose. So that was his game. Let me shoot an arrow at you, and miss you. You know, God forbid you bend down, it's going to kill you. But that's what he did. He was a, he was a wild Meshuganah. But Avram didn't, 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 didn't discipline him. Avram did not discipline Yishmaelah. He loved them. He made that mistake. Then, then just say before that. Right. Right. So what happened? We got to look wrong. In the end, he went off to Derek. And he hated him. I, I had a parent last week that told me I would rather my child is dead. I don't hear that very often. I said, what, what, what are you saying? He said, he is such a disgrace. To Hashem, I said, you're not Hashem, it's not your business. To the family, to us, he, every day he's doing all these Aveiras with girls, and he's Machal Shabbos, and he's gonna to go to Gehenim. If he's dead, he won't go to Gehenim, he'll stop doing Aveiras. I said, if Hashem treated the world like this, then every single guy who, who did an Aveira, he would kill him. You're telling me that you'd rather he's dead so you shouldn't go get your head up. So if a guy is going out with girls, or he's going to be in the house showers, or he's going to eat something that's not kosher, so Hashem should kill him. Better he's dead, than he goes to hell. Ridiculous. That's what the father told me. The Jewel. And one say, I said, well, okay, we're going to see. What, we're going to see. Look, it's, this is the second half of the show. Let's see where we go with this. If he, would have more. he wouldn't have gone off. That's what it says. The Sanehu, in the end Yishmol hated him but hated him but what happened in the end he did not he didn't discipline him. he went off the Derech. he threw him out what what, what did Yishmol do wrong asked the mesh what did he do wrong why did why did he why did he get thrown out of the house again he's a teenager when he was 15 years old his school the tell him he used to bring Zara. He brought his iPhone home from the shop, From the Apple store. He brought his iPhone home. That's today's tellum. The Haya And he played with it. an iPhone. And, and he played with it. And he watched movies. The and he served it. Rabbi it's an You know what someone told me today? It's an addiction. Um Fifty percent someone told me today, a rabbi, a, a, a mechanic, a big mechanic, and I'm not sure he's hundred percent wrong. Fifty percent of girls that have smartphones, right, that have smartphones, teenagers, not not adults, teenagers are machal Shabbos with it. Not ten percent. When I got up in the Gudicon Convention I said out of a room of ten, maybe two. Today they're telling us he said Eighty percent. I said, "That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous." He said, "Okay, not eighty percent, but definitely fifty percent." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get every single. I get. I get calls every single day. I can't believe it. My, my daughter's on the phone. My daughter's on the phone. If you have a, if you have an iPhone, if you have an iPhone, you use it all week. How are you going twenty six hour Shabbos without it? How are you going? How are you not getting interactive? You can't sit there all day, all day long. You used to... Whatsapp, up, Whatsapp, up, Whatsapp, up, Whatsapp. Instagram, 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 Instagram. All of a sudden you come 26 hours, no it's phone. Unless the parents take the phone away. Movies. I, I'm not saying 50% is true or not. I don't know. I never tell, I'm, I'm not counting Clyde Stroll's bad stuff. I'm only counting Clyde Stroll's good stuff. Let's talk about the 50% that's not on the phone. But but it's a, it's, a, it's, a it's, a, it's a huge issue. It's a huge issue. So he came home with it. So he was bringing a vaydizora into the house. You can't bring a vaydizora into the house. I'm not getting into my stuff. I'm not getting into my stuff, but I just want to say, without saying it, that you see that the midrash is very clear that the reason that Avram got rid, well, because she, Sarah wanted him out, but the reason they wanted him out was if you would have, it seems to be from here that had he served the vaydizora outside he wouldn't have been thrown out of the house. Again, let's read what it says exactly. He brought it in from the street, he brought it into his house, and he played with it in the house. And he served it in the house. Immediately, and she saw what's going on, and she said, throw them out maybe my son is going to learn from Yishmal to play with Avodah Zarah to play with his phone right Avram he became very upset until he threw him out Hashem said don't get upset Sorry, Yimeno was right he was angry Avram uh, was upset at Sarah. Because Sarah wanted to throw Yishmael out. Sarah didn't have any kids at that time. Avram didn't want to throw him out. Avram loved him very, very much. We learned many midrashim about Avram and Yishmael. He loved him very, very much. He said, I don't want to throw my kid out. And she said, you have to, because he brought the stuff into the house. So when people talk to me about, you know, how do you how do I discipline my child? Mm-hmm. I'm like, your daughter wants to wear pants out of the house. That's her business. But she can't bring him in the house. She can't bring him in the house and... And, and make the, and have the if she wants me on Chal Shabbos we have girls that come whatever that I'm a Chal Shabbos sometimes on Shabbaton and I'm like you cannot smoke you cannot watch television in my hotel when you're here for Shabbos and you cannot smoke if you go behind the hotel and smoke I'm not following you don't bring it in don't bring it in this is exact. I'm reading a manual not Reverend Wallstein. that when he brought that into the house from the outside and had an effect on Yitzchak That's when when Sarimano said out, and Hashem said, "She's right, she's right." Okay, we're we're gonna we're gonna see what he says inside. Okay, now after he left, he became a para Adam. Yaav Yitzchok as as Aisov says the same thing happened. Now, how did Yitzuk make this mistake? I don't know because Yitzuk should have learnt from Yishmael and Avram, but he did the same thing with Esav. He didn't. He didn't discipline. He didn't discipline. Yitzuk did not discipline. Maybe Yitzuk saw that Yishmael did tshuva, so he realized that if I if I don't discipline Esau, maybe he'll do tshuva. Maybe that's where he came from. He saw he saw Yishmael did tshuva. Avraham, if you do him, Esav was off to derech. Figure, I'll do the same thing Avraham did. He came. He came back. He'll come back. But the thing is, Yitzchak's father should let him do. Like we see, he did the five of averus: Balanam, Morusa, he killed someone, he committed adultery, he was kafret chesamaisim, he was kafret be'epi. He said, "There's no God. There's no chesamaisim." Ubi zas a machaira? Ra'achitov aviv. Then he wanted his father to die. Be'kislaglas achit wanted to kill his brother. And then he went to Yishmael, actually to join him. He so said the same thing happened with David Amelak, Shayyizil Avshalom. He didn't give Musa to Avshalom, but we do. He didn't give him discipline. Yatzal Tavaswal, B'shalah and Avshalom tried to kill him. So we see that love has to have boundaries. You have to have boundaries. You can't just let kids do whatever they want, and you can't let them bring the outside into your house. He doesn't say Avram threw him out because because he did bad things out of the house. No, he brought the into the house and he was teaching Yitzchak how to use it. So he says the following: He went. Yitzchak went off the Derech because Yitzchak loved him. Not. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't love your kid. He loved him. And he didn't he didn't discipline him. He didn't tell him what to do. What's wrong. About Yaakov, what about Yaakov? Loved the Taira. Torah. you used to learn with him Torah. You know what happens when you learn with your father Torah? Right? Not you guys anymore, but in my day, Mincha time, Shabbos, you had to say to your father what you learned that week. Oh my gosh, I was like, I don't feel well. I have a headache. I'm ah, be I'm like, I didn't want to learn tomorrow with my father. Anyway, so when he was learning with him, he gave him discipline in yeshiva. And if you discipline your children, they love you even more. But, 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 listen to what he says from the Islam, the Rebbe. He said he had a child, this Rebbe from Primajlan, He was totally off the derech. He had a son that was off the derech. He still bought him food and he still bought him clothing. And he gave him everything he needs. But like kol like whatever his son asked him for, of course, not a or anything like that, but he needed clothing, he needed some money, some pocket money. He did it by Ahava. He gave it to him with love, even though his kid was totally off the darah. Every morning he woke up and he down to Hashem. Listen to this. He said, Rebanisha. Look at me, how I treat my son. That even though I know how I look, there, come in, he's not going in the right way, because then he always khassed. I always love him and I always do good with him. I'm a human being You're God Surely if we do the wrong thing And we go off to Deref You also have to feed us and clothe us and take care of us That was the Tefillah Look at me You also surely have to be like that What else does it say On Esav here It says that he was born with a snake tattooed on his thigh, because he was from the Nachash. He was told this whole story. Where is the story with the snake. Here. This is what he says here. The Targum Uncles, then we're still talking If you look in the Targum Uncles and the Yonis and Menazil, it says, what does it mean that Esav is the day at Zayit? Gevar a man Nachshichron, Nachshich, Nachshichron. Shalisa leEsav d'mus Nachash Chakuka al Yerechay. He was born with a birthmark of a snake on his thigh. The Amalech who misere Esav who shares Nachan Hakimani. What? He, he, it wasn't. He. It's it's a birthmark. It's engraved. It was engraved in his in his thigh. He didn't have a tattoo. He, he was it was born like that. So he came from the Nachash. The kasha is his, his soul was from the from the Sitra Acha But the, the kasha is the said Then why is it his fault? If he was born bad, why is it his fault that he stayed bad? It's brought down in the Gemara that when Mashiach comes, there's gonna be we should all be we should all be Zerchid to see it. We'll end with this, we should all be Zaykah to see it. When Mashiach comes by the S'udah Shalabya son, right? There's gonna be table set for four fathers. Four Avais, the Gemara says. Avram, Yitzhak, Yaakov, Aesov. There's supposed to be four Avais. Four imohos, Sarah, Rifka, Rahul, Asa's gonna to come to the table, put it down. Asa's gonna to come to the table and say, I wanna sit down. My seat. The whole thing, the whole, the told the whole thing's gonna happen and the he doesn't get his seat. He says he built, he built the Romans, they built bathhouses and bridges for us and we bring proof that no, you built it for yourself, not for whatever it is. He doesn't, he doesn't get, he doesn't get his seat. But it's brought down that he was supposed to, he was bigger than Yaakov. His head was, his head was bigger. No, his head, he was more, he could have been more holy than Yaakov with Inu, but he never, he never changed. He never did Shuva. But the interesting thing is that Dina, the reason that Dina was messed up by Shem, right, why did she deserve that? Why did that happen to Yaakov? Because she was hidden in a box. And and what did she do? She was hidden in a box. What did she do? By say Dina. She did the opposite. Hitting in a box is Snua, right? She went out to see what's going on. She, she got punted. Why? Because it says that Dina could have changed Esau. She did not. Yaakov didn't think she could change Esau. He didn't want to lose her. I, I don't remember the chidot. We'll learn about it when we get there. The whole chidot. Why Dina... Had the power to destroy the Nachos. It could be she came from Chava. I'm not sure. I remember something like that. And that she had the power to straighten out what happened by the Eitz Adas. And, and, and he hit her. Now, there's a very famous Kasha. Metz Hashem, we'll talk about it in, in, in the weeks to come when the story happens. There's a very famous Kasha. Would you let your, do I have to let my daughter go out with a bad guy? Because she's going to change him? Is that my responsibility? So why was he punished for that? a a I have to see. Oh, let my daughter change him. Let someone else's daughter change him, right? You get a resume. The guy's Machal Shabbos. The guy eats Trafe. The guy does everything well. Oh, perfect. That's for my Tzedekas daughter who just came home from Herzl Seminary. She's going to change him. You don't have a right to do that. So why was he punished? I, 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 we have to go back. We'll, we'll, we'll take. A, we'll, we'll talk about it. But I think it's because she was chava. And that was an ocharish, and he could have straightened. He could have figured out. He could have straightened it out. Whatever it was, and he didn't. Whatever it was, it's very interesting. It says that um, that Sair, Rome was compared to a What's the simen What's the kosher simen of a His hoofs. It says that Yaakov didn't want to become Tameh He didn't want to touch Esav. Esav was Tameh He drank need the blood. It's crazy stuff with Esav. He had teeth when he was born. So the blood, that's what makes the teeth, whatever it is, whatever, crazy stuff. He was tame in the, in the womb he was tame. Yaakov said, I don't, I wanna only, I will only touch him by his simen of kashris. His simen of kosheres is his feet. Cause that's what, this, the only place that a pig is kosher is his split hooves. So he wouldn't touch him anywhere else in the body, so he held on, he held on to his feet. Another terrorist is that he didn't want his mother to suffer at all. So because he held on to his feet, they were born as one. He's holding on. Usually when you, when you have twins, one comes down, then you gotta push for the other one. He held on to his feet so they would both come out together. He was already a tzaddik in the womb, he didn't want to hurt his mother. When he walked into his father, how could he lie? <speaking in Hebrew> he came to his father, <speaking in Hebrew> he said, hi dad, right? <speaking in Hebrew> Who are you? <speaking in Hebrew> I am Esav, your How could he lie? Yaakov can't lie. Yaakov ish emes. So the famous terrace is Anoichi, I'm me. Esav becharacha, Esav He didn't lie. Anoichi, I'm me. Esav becharacha, Asa your I saw a very beautiful terrace. What? What? Esav was born first. He bought the bechor. Yeah, but he. So he would say, "Anaychi, who are you?" It's me. I'm not lying, right? That's one terrorist. But terrorist I saw this week is very beautiful. What's the name Esav mean? His name should have been Seir, right? He was hairy. Esav comes to the word he's a doer. Yaakov Yitzchak loved Esav because he went out. And he was a doer. Yaakov was an isha island wasn't a doer. He sat and learned, wasn't a doer. Asa was Sadeh, he was a doer, he was a macher, Asa was a macher. Yaakov was not a macher, everybody, Yaakov sat and learned, he wasn't a macher, right? He was the matzev. Yaakov was the matzev. Asa was the macher. So I saw this week, Yaakov said to his father, you know, you have it wrong. Anoichi Asa becherecha. I'm the doer, I'm your bachar. I'm learning Torah. I'm the doer. He's not a doer because he goes hunting and he goes A noichi asav, The word asav means a doer. I am the doer. I'm the bachal, like you said. I bought the bachal. I'm the doer. Sitting and learning. Short this week. Sitting and learning is the machar. I'm the machar. I'm, I'm the doer. I'm the I'm the doer. That's what he was saying to his father. Ani, Esav, I'm the doer, I'm the b'chor. me sitting and learning Torah, that's the doer, that's the macher. It's also the matzah, but it's also the macher. Esav he's not a doer. He goes around playing around all day. He's on his phone. He's watching movies. He's not a doer. The guy who's sitting in yeshiva, the guy who's learning yomi, the guy who's going to the him, I mean, he's the doer. He's the maher. Shalom, bracham. Thank you. Nice terrace, no? You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.